The CGA Tour, a podcast unlike any other. Now your host, Calvin Alexander. Welcome back to the latest episode of the CGA Tour podcast. I'm your host, Calvin Glenn Alexander, and I'm joined now by co-host of the Bedlam Brother podcast. Whenever it does return back, it will hopefully eventually, but as well as the founder of BedlamBrother.com with me here and longtime best friend, Walter Agnich. Walter, how's it hanging? Calvin, you beautiful man. It is going well, as well as 2020 can be. But you know, when you give, when you introduce me, and it's very nice, we need to remind the people that you are the superstar of this whole thing. I oh, think. well, I mean, they're, they're, they're tuning in for the CGA Tour podcast, but I, I you know, you know, but I, but I want to give them the heads up. Hey, this is, Bethlehem Brother was the, was the starter kit, you know, it was the, it was the lead up to the CGA Tour podcast. And so that was, that was you doing it with me for years already knows of the superstar that you are you are the Kobe <laughs> I want to remind you of that I'll take it I'll, I'll take it thank you so much I'll always take the compliments it means a lot well I did want to get you on the podcast though because we actually have late breaking news as of last night at least Russell Westbrook the Oklahoma City Thunderin himself I think he'll be the first Thunder player to have a statue if if that happens, if I don't know, we're not the magic, we're not magic in the Lakers, but he'd have the first statue in front of Chesapeake Energy Arena, um, downtown Oklahoma City. But he, of course, now has moved teams yet again. So he spent 10 years with Oklahoma City, one year with the Rockets, and now he's off with the Wizards. Not only do I think he gets a statue, Calvin, I think he gets a street named after him. I mean, if, if, uh, who, Kings of Leon get a street, I think Russell not only gets a street, gets a statue, he may as well end up with a district named after him, too. I, I, like, I like the name the Westbrook District. The Westbrook District? I think that'd be great. I think, honestly, Wheeler District should just think about renaming themselves right here, right now. Yeah. No, Westbrook yeah, District. That's exactly, that's exactly right. He, he uh, could have been the only player in NBA history to have his jersey retired, or number retired, while he still is an NBA player, but just for a different team. Yeah, maybe, maybe. You know, it's you, you kind of understand it, but at the same time, you know, we're such big Russell Westbrook fans. Um, we hate to see how it ended in Houston. Um, he got hurt, then he got COVID, and just the whole season in general. You'd like to kind of see him run it back. It, it's kind of reinforcing this thing in the NBA where players just are not giving it enough time. I feel like. I feel like they're jumping ship way too soon. I, I don't know if you th- you agree with me. If you think about Paul George in Oklahoma City, you think and, and you can even go with Kawhi in Toronto. Uh, I just I feel like players just and you know Portland's a good example. They actually have stuck together in trying to figure this out, whether they will or they won't. I mean, at least they're trying. I feel Russ and James had given up way too soon. What I'd also feel like there's the separate iterations of how you feel about your team. There's one iteration where, all right, Damon Lillard, C.J. McCollum going, you know what, the best we're going to be able to play is like this, right? Is is the best basketball I'm ever going to play is Damon Lillard going, it's with this front office that I trust. It's with this head coach that I trust. It's with the teammates that I trust. And I think there's also some other players who, I'm not going to necessarily throw out any names, but are on the other side of it going, Hey, listen, we, we've done this for five, six years or whatever, but I, I, I have not 
played basketball at my full potential and I don't see it happening in this uniform. You know, and I think there's those differences. And I'm with you. I think Russ demanding a trade, getting out of Houston or whatever is too, too soon. Just because, I mean, they lost in the playoffs to the world champion Lakers. Whenever you lose in the playoffs to a team that wins the whole thing, I go, well, then you weren't that real. You weren't really that far away. Even if you are the eighth seed, you weren't really that far away. You were, you know, with the Blazers beating the Rockets, with the Rockets beating the Clippers or the Nuggets, you know what I mean? Um, with the Rockets have beaten the Heat, you know? We, I mean, we don't know because the Lakers beat them you to know, start that. It, 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 exactly. And, you know, you think about why did the Rockets lose. You, you look back and you think, well, maybe James Harden got tired. Russ obviously was coming back from the quad injury and from having COVID. He even admitted that COVID had made just wiped him out. Um, just, yeah, it's really disappointing to see him jump ship. Now, there is some, you know, as a Thunder fan, now we don't have to worry about him in the West. Granted, this year, uh, we're not going to have to worry about playoffs, period, more than likely. So that probably wouldn't be an issue. But being in the East, you know, being with Bradley Beal, being back with Scott Brooks, Rory Hachimori, um, it is exciting. Um, it's not like he's going uh, to the Knicks like originally planned. If he'd gone to the Knicks, I think I would have been really depressed. You know, granted, he's not going to be favored, but... This, t- this Wizards team could be pretty good, I feel like. Yeah, and he gets to go play with a brand new draft pick, the ninth overall pick for the Washington Wizards, Denny, and I'm sure I'm butchering this last name, but I'm going to still try it, Avida. I'm going to look it up later, and it's going to be completely different, so I'm so sorry for anyone listening. I'm sure I butchered that name. I think it's I think it's close. I think you're good. It, hopefully. I will look out the pronunciation guide. Try the Thunder pick, Polachewski. Oh, uh, I'm just calling him... What, Polachewski? Polachewski? I think yeah. that's right. I don't know. Well, you're probably going to have to make two corrections now. The Thunderhead coach I'm calling is Mark Dagnot, but I swear Diagonal is going to just get, get to us one of these days. Yeah, just call him Marky D. That's what he likes. Marky D and the Funky Bunch. There we go. That's not a bad nickname at all. I, I agree with you that I'm happy to see Westbrook on a team with another All-Star and not on a team... Without a fellow All-Star. I think that the Wizards still have just as good of a chance making the playoffs and doing good in the East that they, that Russell had, you know, a chance in the West, you know, of going the same uh, depth in the playoffs, right? I think this Wizards team can still win a round, you know, but I think that also means that they have to be like the fifth seed and play, you know, whoever that fourth seed is, play like the Raptors or somebody, you know, I don't think they're beating the Celtics or Heat or... Nets or gosh, I mean, I'm forgetting well, somebody too. Back at it. Granted, you, it's 2020 playoffs in a bubble. You can't. It's hard to understand and determine if that was actually luck or what. Ha- you know, because there's a lot of factors that don't normally play a role in those playoffs. But the Heat, one superstar, Jimmy Butler. Granted, they've got Tyler Heroes, who's blossoming, and then the uh, Bam Adebayo, who's going to be a superstar. I guess he is a superstar now. Would you agree he's a superstar? That contract, I, I, yeah, and the all-star appearance, all-star appearance too, helps out a lot. So, I mean, granted, I give them that, but when when looking into the season, the Miami Heat weren't expected to get as far as they as they did. Um, so, the Celtics, the Heat, the Bucks, yes, those are great teams. They will be favored against the Wizards. They, the Wizards, will at least have a chance against them. I feel like. At least have a chance, which is nice. And it's nice to honestly see Russ playing 
in another conference besides the Thunders, right? I think everyone coming into the season was going, oh man, dude, you know it would be crazy if the Thunder played the Rockets in like the first round of the playoffs. Well, then that happened just under very, very different terms and aspects and all type of stuff due to COVID than we thought would happen. And it just, I don't think it went that well for anyone who was watching it just because I did Russ play a game against the Thunder in those. I, I think he might have played one. No, he came back game five. He came back game five. five. So five. he played three. Okay. And, and also, I'm forgetting the Nets, who will obviously will be relevant this year, we think. Um, as long as Kevin Durant returns to what Kevin Durant is, which we would think he he would. Granted, hard hard injury on the ankle, um, but from all indications, they will be um, a contender. Yeah, no kidding. But they will probably be the Wizards. Will be in a tier with the Pacers and the Raptors. They will be a tier below the Celtics, the Nets, the Heat, and the Bucks. Yeah, I. The one thing I didn't think about, though, is that last year, Russell Westbrook finally was able to play with Tyson Chandler after the uh, failed physical and the trade to the Thunder several, several years ago. What are we going, 10 plus years ago or whatever? That's the trade that haunts me the most. If people want to talk about something, I the trade that haunts me the most is instead of the Thunder getting Kendrick Perkins, they could have gotten Tyson Chandler, who I think maybe they don't draft Steven Adams in, a bunch of other stuff changes, but I think would have just been such a better fit. Right. Well, Tyson went on to the Mavericks to win a title, too, and played absolutely great. You know, another trade I actually think about now that we're talking about the Wizards was potentially trading for Brad Hill. Because that deal, that was the deal that was supposedly reported that I guess the Wizards ended up not doing, um, which who would have known what that would have ended up like um, with Kevin Durant and Bradley Beal and Russ. There's just, yeah, you can go down a lot of. And it would have all changed if the Thunder had just won a title. Unfortunately, they did not. So we have all these what if games. Yeah, there's. I mean, and we can play the what if game for forever. I think the most fun what if though right now is what if James Harden leaves the Rockets? Then all of a sudden, there's this guy out there named Sam Presti who has every Rocket draft pick going forward, or at least has control of which one he decides he wants. He wants. Well, you know. Or he just has it straight up, too. Sam, I give Sam this, his due. He's taking COVID very seriously, Calvin. And by taking COVID very seriously, he is stacking his team for like a 30-man roster right now in case a couple of players get sick. I mean, Oh, yeah. My goodness, how many players? You know, it was media day, and Eric Horn asked if Andre Robertson was going to come back or if they were planning on re-signing Andre. And Sam goes, yeah, our team's a little a little full at the moment. Sam, you got like 30 players. You're, you're only allowed 15, I think, last time I checked. Yeah, but hey, training camp, preseason, never know what you're going to need, right? Uh, yeah. It's just just crazy to think that it's December and we're about to have preseason. But it really doesn't feel like the last season it ended yet um, because it, it just it just did end. Um, so very interesting. Yeah, and no I... Th- summer, no summer yeah. league, which is kind of a bummer, but... You know, it is what it is, and it, it we're actually getting basketball sooner, so I'd rather have that than have a summer league and start back in January. I'm with you there, but I I will say I've I've attended the past two NBA summer leagues, always thought those were awesome just because you do get to see kind of these rookies play. You do get to see, oh, all right, how does Zion look? How does R.J. Barrett look? How does, you know, John Morant look? How does... Um, De'Aaron Fox when he you know played all, all that type of stuff how do some of these guys look and instead it was like 
what, what, the, the draft was a couple weeks ago, right? So it, it is bizarre in that, in that sense as well. And the other thing I think about too is that there are some teams that are actually, I believe, I think it's eight teams in the NBA who haven't played a game since March 11th who are going, hey, listen, we're ready. We've been ready. And then there's 22 other teams who go, well, our, our last game was either in the month of July, August, September, or October, you know? So you got it kind of both ways there too. And and honestly, I, I got to say this. I want to be the first person to say this, at least on the podcast. I'm really excited for the Phoenix Suns. Like, I, 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 I'm actually kind of hyped to see the Suns. I, I really want to see how they do. It's, it's interesting, the story arc that is Chris Paul, because he came here with the Hornets. We all loved him. And then he moved on to the New Orleans Hornets. We got the Thunder. Really didn't have any clashes with him then. So, you know, we enjoyed when he came into town. And then he went to the Clippers. And then all of a sudden, he became really, really annoying to a lot of Thunder fans, especially during those playoff series. And then he went to the Rockets, equally as annoying. Um, and then he came back. Well, he didn't come back. To, he came back to Oklahoma City and came to the Thunder. And then he's beloved again. And don't get me wrong. It's, it, he's totally deserved the love. So it, it's nice to love Chris Paul again. It'll be interesting to see the Phoenix Suns this year with him and Devin Booker. Yeah, and and gosh, I forget who they drafted 10th, but they've got some other guys on the roster too where I go, you know, not too bad. I mean, what's yeah, funny, yeah. Aiton, one of the best young big men. Yeah, that's, yep, Aiton was the guy I was thinking about. What's kind of funny is, though, I go, man, oh yeah, that's right, we don't have Rubio or Kelly Oubre still. You know, <laughs> like the two biggest names and in that. We still We still have Danny Green for just a little bit longer. Until we until that Horford trade becomes official. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of bizarre as well, too. And, and you know, it's just I'm glad Sam has put these players that we like into good situations. Oh, you still there? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Let's put these players in good positions, so it makes it easier for us to cheer for them. Stevens going to the Pelicans. That's going to be a good team. I'm going to cheer for them. I'm going to cheer for Dennis with the Lakers. I can't wait to see what Dennis does with LeBron and Chris Paul to the Suns. Now, granted, once the Thunder start becoming good again, I will want them to beat them like I did the Rockets. But for right now, I'm just happy that those players that we've grown to love in Oklahoma City are on teams that are going to be able to compete. Very, very good point. I'll I'll ask you this as well. Do you think James Harden gets traded this season? Oh, it's a tough one, but I... It's a tough one. But I don't know why the Rockets do that trade. Unless or unless this is like tea leaves and Harden's on his way out too. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I think I think he gets traded. I understand the Rockets are like, no, we're not, not going to trade you. But man, an NBA player controls his own destiny. I know he signs a contract, but that James Harden can make it a absolute dumpster fire in Houston. I say he does get traded. Man, I, I don't know where he's going to end up. It sounds like maybe the Nets were an option. The Warriors were an option. The Celtics might have been an option. Or the Heat. Or the Sixers. Six seventy Sixers. Yeah. I, gosh. 
if he goes to any one of those teams, I think they instantly become title favorites. But until then, and it's funny because you think about it, the 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 season kind of rides in that trade because if he goes to if he goes to the Nets or something, that I mean that'll push them over the top. Um, right now, I'd give a slight edge to the Lakers to be the favorite for this year, and followed probably by the Bucks and then the Nets closely after. But if they go and add James Harden, you know, 30 points a night in his sleep, it is a whole different ball game. Yeah, and if the Bucks can figure out a trade for just one more guy, you know, just one more dude. I know they got Drew Holiday, but they have Drew Holiday. Is, I mean, pretty darn good on defense. Pretty darn good just player, period. But then I think he's their... I mean, he's their, I think he's their second best player on the roster, right? Or no, third best, excuse me, Chris Middleton. But but still, I don't uh, that Bucks team I think is good. I think it's good, but not great. How about how about shout out to the Bucks for doing a sign and trade with a player that didn't want to play for them? Shout out to them for for doing the sign and trade for the player that didn't agree to the other part of the sign and trade. <laughs> the sign trade. Uh, did he yeah. Oh, sorry, God. Oh, well, I was also saying, you know, the Hawks got better this year, too. I mean, this offseason. They got Rondo, and they got our boy Danilo. They got Gallinari, but I I don't I don't know if that helps them. I don't know if Rondo really helps them. I, I feel like Rondo is going to be another midseason trade for the, the Hawks. Because you need Trey Young to have the ball in his hands to play well. And playoff Rondo's great, but unless there's some third-party agreement that we don't know about between Rondo and the Hawks and the agent saying, hey, Rondo's basically going to play five to seven games until the playoffs, and then he'll be good. Then he'll play the playoffs. But, like... But, you know, I think Rondo's actually going to get Trey Young a lot of open shots. I, I understand Trey Young needs the ball in his hands when he's driving because he's such an underrated, you know, driver and passer himself, but his bread and butter is he's got a beautiful shot, and I think... I don't know. I think Rondo might be able to help. Granted, probably during the season, they're probably not going to play a lot together on the court. Rondo will probably be more of a backup. But come playoff time, I could definitely see that lineup. But then if Rondo's playing, I don't see how we get, uh, or I don't see how we see Ryan Rosillo's best friend and favorite player of all time, Kevin Herter, any playing time at all. I mean, I don't. You got to get Herter to the ball. He's the he's the redheaded clay. That's true. And think about Herder, Danilo Gallinari, and Trey Young. That's going to be an interesting, you know, all three-point shooters. Yeah, I, I and that's kind of poke fun at them. But I just don't think the Hawks are going to be that good. I think I think the Thunder saw the best version of Gallinari that we've seen in so so long. But I don't think that Look, I, I don't think Gallinari. I, I I would love for Gallinari to stay healthy, but it just it's iffy. It's iffy. He stays healthy the whole season. I'm not saying that they're going to be contending. I'm just saying that I think that they're going to move up to the eighth or seventh spot in the playoffs. Yeah, they're going to make I it. They're, they're going to make it. Okay. I think they will be contending for the eighth and seventh spot. And and for the Hawks, they should celebrate that. That should be a big milestone for them. For I mean, how long has it been since Horford and Josh Smith took them to the Eastern Conference Finals? Um, it's been several years. Several, several years. I mean, that feels like a century ago. I mean, I think that was this decade. You know, I mean, what? That's that's the same year that LeBron was on the Heat. So that's this decade. 
or this past decade? The 2020, we've gone into an alternate dimension. Um, it feels ancient. It feels like 2020 is like stop time, and we've been in 2020 for like seven years now. I don't know. I don't know, Calvin. Well, well, as we as we end out the uh, the quick shortened version, but also the the uh, I have you on for the hot takes, right, Walter? I've got you as the sixth man coming off the bench. You're great for a 20 minute podcast, but you know we do three hours. Yeah, okay, all right, all right. Maybe we got to spice it up. We got to bring in another role player in to get off the bench. But as we end out this one. Let me ask you this. Who's your kind of dark horse team to watch this season? Like dark horse, most fun team to watch this season. No one's talking about. For the NBA. Yeah. Yeah. No, for the NHL. The NHL. Yeah. NHL. NHL. Wayne Gretzky still a player. The Canucks. The Vancouver Canucks. Sorry. And so you said you want a dark horse team that not everyone's going to think right off the bat. Like, why well, would like just going to make a jump? Well, it's usually the way I'd ask you this is, is I wouldn't like if we're not doing a podcast, I wouldn't qualify. I would just say, hey, who do you think is going to be the most fun team to watch this year? Right. But I want to let the listeners know that who you think is going to be the most fun team to watch isn't going to. I don't think it's going to be the Lakers. I don't think it's going to be the Clippers. I don't think it's you know what I mean? I think it's going to be like like we expected out of them because the fun to me is seeing like the Thunder last year go. Dude, holy crap, man. This team came out of nowhere. They had a 0.2% chance to make the playoffs, and they end up being basically tied for the fourth seed. So I'm asking here, you, you know, who's your most, you, your biggest dark horse team that's going to do good or, or most fun team to watch this year? Right. I think, honestly, and this may not be as much of a dark horse as people think, I think the Dallas Mavericks are going to be a really fun team to watch this year. I think. Luca is only going to get better, and I think Kristaps, you know, he's a he's a star when he's healthy. Um, I definitely would watch that team, and also the Suns. Um, I think Chris Paul is still at a high level. Of course, Devin Booker's an All Star, so I'd say those two teams uh, would be my dark horses, fun teams to watch this year. Yeah, I still think it's funny how that at one point in time, you and I were doing a pod doing podcasts, and we were talking about how the Suns had three too many point guards. You know, they had Isaiah Thomas, they had Goran Dragic, and I believe they had as well Eric Bledsoe, if I have that right. Right. And now, they didn't have any they didn't have any point guards to speak of until they got Chris Paul, so I think that can make a huge difference for Devin Booker, just because, and I totally agree with you. If I had to say something, one, those Sun City jerseys, the Valley jerseys, whew, those are amazing looking. Um, but two... I'll stick with you on the Suns for sure. I think the Mavs, I almost expect Luka to make another jump. And and I'm just so excited we get to see NBA basketball like so quickly, just right back up here. You know? It'll definitely be a nice end to this 2020 year. For sure. I mean, it's a Christmas Day. There's NBA games on. Scheduled for now, at least. So, well, Walter, hey, thank you as always so much for joining me here on the latest episode of the CGA Tour. Shout out to um, your dogs as well for joining us, and we'll catch you guys again soon. Okay. Thanks, Calvin. Thanks, Walter.